This episode is brought to you by Auth0. That's Auth0.com. On this episode, we get to reconnect with a ton of our friends for the 2021 Confamigues for Life. We talk with some of our best conference friends and reconnect about their past year. Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hinton. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you so much for consuming the Thunder Nerds. A conversation with the people, a lot of the people behind the technology that love what they do. And do tech good. Shapow. Again, thank you for watching the show. Really appreciate it. Please go to youtube.com slash Thunder Nerds to subscribe to the show. And Brian, go ahead and take it away with our sponsor today. Absolutely. Uh, we'd like to thank Auth0 as this season's sponsor. Uh, they make it easy for developers to build a custom, secure, and standards-based unified login by providing authentication and authorization as a service. To try it out, go to Auth0.com. Uh, Auth0 also uh, runs a YouTube and Twitch uh, under username Auth0 with some great developer resources and streams. And uh, last, Avocado Labs. It's, it's an online destination that their developer advocates run, organizing some super great meetup events. Again, check out Auth0.com today. Thank you so much, Brian. And let's yeah. go ahead and welcome our guests. We have a, uh, a lot of guests today, as one, we said. One breath, this- Frederick. One breath. <laughs> One breath. Okay, I'll try it. Uh, we have, let's see who we actually have. We got Todd, Libby, uh, Shiva. We got Faisal Abid, Super D, Diane, Jared, uh, possibly another Jared. Oh, hey, there's Baskar. Uh, we got Vincent. We got we got so many people today. We got a full house. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Here we go. So we're doing this just uh, for context for everybody. We did this last year having the conf- uh, Amigas, and we basically had a uh, tweet, what have you, uh, talking about how during the uh, really uh, hard days of COVID, how none of us could you know, go out, go see our family, or and go to conferences. And uh, these are the people that we see at the conferences. These are our good friends, and we're so happy to have them. And uh, I think Shiva started the thread, and uh, then we, we said, let's do it. And now we're doing year number two. So Shiva, maybe you could start. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, that's one of the problem we are seeing like, uh, for last years, right? Yes. Um, so last year, like uh, I just missed uh, seeing people, seeing my friends in the conferences. So I just started the tweet like, hey, I'm missing some of my friends I usually see in conference and I tag those people. Then uh, Thunder Nerds jumped in and we set up this uh, meetup uh, and we shared like uh, what are the uh, things we faced while we are in COVID and uh, how that new normal life is looking for us and all. So it's good. It's good to see you again um, after like one year. And uh, things got changed, I believe. I think most of us are like vaccinated, uh, fully vaccinated, right? So hopefully everything will go back to normal and we will be able to see each other again. Um, So yeah, finger crossed. This year, uh, hopefully I will see most of the people, right? (laughs) Well, now that we have uh, two shots in our arm, um, how is everybody doing? Is everybody going back out? And do we do we feel comfortable seeing people or, or going to events in uh, live human-to-human action? Anybody? I don't know. I'm going to jump in. And, and I Please. know Stacey will follow because we're sisters. Hello, everybody. I'm Diana Rodriguez. Y'all know me uh, as Katufa. That means popcorn in Venezuelan slang. I am from Venezuela. But anyway, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm fully vaccinated, but I'm in a risk group. I am a, um, a cancer patient and also type 1 diabetic. And I love seeing people who are fully vaccinated. I can't wait to hug my friends, but I don't feel comfortable being in, in closed spaces. And I know this is going to bring up a, a lot of um, commentary and polemic 
but there are people who are not vaccinated and 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 these people actually cause viruses to mutate so that's my take <laughs> i am i can't wait to see people but i've been taking care of myself for a whole year like i don't want to i don't want to spoil that but yeah this is me <laughs> Yeah, I do want to say too that with all this discussion, we're vaccinated and everything. Uh, I we, we all understand it's still going on in the rest of the world, and our hearts go out to everyone who's still experiencing it. Just because we're vaccinated, talking about going out, doesn't mean we don't understand that and care about everyone else. So, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, very well said. There's a lot more hard hit locations in the world. And even, you know, if, if we're talking about the United States, even some parts of the United States too. But, um, you know, l- let me ask everybody this, since we're talking about, you know, we have, we're lucky enough in, in some of our locations to get these shots, especially in the United States being possibly one of the most safest places now for COVID, uh, depending on where you get your news from. Uh, how does everybody feel going back to an office environment are, are there, there's been a lot of studies and surveys talking about how half of the people really, really want to get back. And another half of the people don't ever want to go back. And then there's people in between that want that flex work. But for me, I'm, I'm scared of like the Delta plus uh, variant. So um, speaking of Loki, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, that variant scares the crap out of me. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I can kind of chime in. So, you know, I read this uh, news story. Uh, I think it's uh, Hillsborough County or someplace like that where the entire IT department got sick. So if I entertained any ideas of going back to any office until then, after that, I was like, heck no. So, you know, uh, the problem is not that, you know, people are, uh, many people are vaccinated. The problem is also that many people are not vaccinated so you know and you don't you cannot tell by looking at someone so you know it's uh, it's going to take a while for me to go into any kind of closed work environment anybody else on that uh yeah i thought i might bring a couple little points in so uh i'm also going to preface this by saying i am 28 weeks pregnant so Ooh, congratulations. Uh, I am in a I am in a different category, I guess, than most people. Um, I got my shot as early as I could. And uh, I guess that's a little different than some other people who uh, were in similar situations. But I was like, mm, uh, I see that you are like 100 times more likely to end up in the hospital. So um, I think I need to live for my baby to live. So I'm going to go ahead and get that for myself just as a as a safety precaution, if nothing else. Um, and, and uh, you know, personally, I think that, you know, the lives of the mothers are more important than the children. But hey, you know, I live in a, a different society. Uh, not everybody shares that same opinion. It's OK. Um, but when it comes to like going out, my husband is fully vaccinated. Um, we have an 18 month old kid, um, who, you know, uh, was, you know, got some residual stuff, but that's, that was about it. Uh, and we're just not doing anything that's like crazy unreasonable, like going to a local restaurant, but you know, a lot of places are still doing a pretty good job of not putting tables right next to each other and groups right next to each other. Um, and of course, visiting with family now comfortably, we, we waited until, um, to even visit with family until, uh, especially older family members were all, uh, fully vaccinated. And even then we never, uh, congregated more than like four or five people at a time, um, close family only for over a year. Uh, and I will tell you that I am fully remote. I have been fully remote for the last three years. So um, I'm not going back to any office, uh, sorry. But my my husband was an office worker prior to this, and now he is, like, converted. And sometimes, like, he was just, like, going, well, if we want to meet, you know, everybody loves coming over to our house because we got all these pinball machines and arcades, and I do a lot of cooking. <laughs> so they're just, like, going, yeah, we'll just meet over at, at Steven's house because... 
they've got the space and all the fun stuff uh, more so than there was in the office anyway. So um, they're not even looking at ever going back. And that's actually what I hear from a lot of engineering and engineering circles. Companies aren't uh, are hiring people fully remote. And to that effect, we've seen that the prices that people are able to command for their skill sets, especially in tech, has gone up. So, uh, you know, if that works out for you, stay at home. <laughs> like it's, it's not bad. Yeah. I make lunch why, every day. It's great. <laughs> why, why spread it? I, I've seen at least for for me in my location of Florida, there's a lot of companies. Um, maybe anybody else here that, that also uh, lives in Florida, there's a lot of companies that are demanding people in the next month to go back full time, not, you know, flex work, not part time, but full time. And I'm not talking about just any kind of job. I mean, and I'm seeing this in a lot of different industries, you know, our industry too, where people are saying you have to put butts in seats, where the conversation seemed very different just a few months ago. And is kind of, um, uh, I, there's some kind of duplicity going on here. I, I don't, I don't know what the messaging is 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 coming from and how it's it's changing. But what 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 do we say to those people that have to go back and um, where offices possibly are not enforcing masks? They're not like saying, you know, hey, show me your vaccination card. What what do people do in that case? Well, oh, I, I can say uh, we're hiring at my company and we're fully remote. So if that's what your current job says, that's my opinion on that. Um, but what does everyone else say? Yeah. Anybody else? Go fully remote. It's the, it's the best because, you know, I've been, I've been remote now for, you know, I mean, obviously all year, but, um, I'm able to do more, but I'm also able to do it in a vastly different frame of time. I don't have to go from like nine to five or 10 to six. You know, I do some work till like 11, then I'll go out for a walk and I'll come back to like one. I have my phone with me, so Slack's always running. But aside from that, it's up to me when I should work. And Stacy's right, you know, you can command a higher salary. Uh, you can actually get a lot more done. I, I do find myself doing a lot more being at home versus being in the office. Because at the office, 10, you know, two, you go to work at 10, and then like 45 minutes later, your friend comes over, it's like, let's go get coffee. And then you go get coffee and then you go to get a vending machine and then it's lunchtime. So you go on an hour lunch, right? Because all your friends are going. And so the whole thing just ends up being a waste of time. And then you got to, you know, do the whole commute. Um, and so it's just a colossal waste of time. I much rather just work from home and, you know, go to the office for like a WeWork or something and meet for a meeting. But even that you have a good webcam, good microphone, you can, have a good work from home life. That's my. What about anybody else? Thank yeah. you so much, Basil. I, I mean that that makes sense. Like, um, it, it seems like there's 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 really not a lot of reasons, depending on your your role or uh, at your company, to why you need to be there. If it uh, allows for you to work remote, if if you are a developer, a designer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but um, I, I don't know what everybody else's experiences are. I do want to also point out in, a, in a, the private chat that we're all talking, we're admiring Faisal's background. If you're on the audio, uh, an audio listener yes, right now, beautiful. go watch the video. His background is he's amazing. I don't know. like that's, that's that's awesome. a, This is why I like working remotely. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I guess I would just say that I, I feel your pain. Like It's not so easy for me to just be like, oh, I'll go find a new job because we all know how fun it is to to look for a new job and how little work that is, especially if you're already working. But uh, yeah, just uh, I will commiserate with you. Well, does anybody have any jobs where they're uh, asking them to uh, that you have to come back in the office full time? Or it, it, I have a special case because I work for Twitch. And one of the things they said to me was that I was a special case because I'm in North Carolina and that, uh, they are uh, more into um, office work, which in AWS. But given the circumstances, you know, I'm 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 going to continue remote. Um, and I've been working remotely since 2015. So I've seen the benefit of it. 
I don't think I would go to an office at all. I not only the commute, I just get distracted. You know, I'd probably just yeah. get too social with people and never get anything accomplished. You know, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, to me, I think uh, we are seeing here uh, people, at least in the uh, Columbus region, like uh, there is a push towards uh, having uh, uh, at least once in a week uh, to be in an office and uh, staying remote. That's what I'm hearing from uh, friends over here. Uh, I, I have been currently working uh, remotely, uh, but uh, thanks to my uh, company, uh, which is allowing me to do that. Uh, but over here, uh, it is a general sentiment that at least once in a week, uh, people are uh, uh, expecting a team to be in office so that the way uh, they can have all those uh, interactions. Uh, so that's what uh, I'm seeing uh, in my circle. Yeah, I wonder if a lot of these companies, maybe smaller companies, are looking at the the higher end enterprise, mm -hmm. like if they're looking to see like what I don't know, like uh, like Tim Cook is doing. Like I, I think I read something like Apple is wants to bring everybody back full time in September or something like that. And, and September isn't that far away, but it's, it's at least it's far enough away for us to uh, see if there's any kind of uh, uh, ramifications of this Delta plus variant going on. Um, I don't know. Well, now now they're talking about Lambda variant. Um, I, I want to add one one thing um, to remote working. So one of the things that I'm, one of the things I could do because I'm working is multiple things, and so out of these multiple things that I do during the day, one of the things I'm part of is a consulting agency uh, that you know I joined just before COVID, and when COVID hits, we were trying to expand the team, but what I found was it you know it was very hard to hire anyone during COVID, like the first of March April, and we're a Google Cloud consulting company, so we were getting tons of clients. Uh, through Google Cloud. And so what I started to do was I started to look outside of North America. One of my thesis is that not to pay people based on location, but pay people based on their value. And so what I started to do was find this, I tapped into this massive, amazing talent pool in Africa, specifically Nigeria, in India, in Bangladesh, where you have kids, I'm saying kids because they're like 21, 22, who are extremely talented but they're working for like really bullshit wage, which is like $300 a month, which is garbage. And, you know, cloud consulting is very lucrative. And so what I started to do was I started to hire uh, these kids based on what you would pay a junior intermediate in Canada. And my entire idea is let's pay them really well. And because of COVID it's, you know, we're all remote anyway. So we're building this, we're actually forced to learn how to work remotely. And so we've been able to do that for six, seven months. Uh, and now we've gone really good at it. And so since like October, uh, we've started bringing on foreign developers and just integrating into the team. And one of the cool things about that is the company works 24 seven. You have, you know, you're sleeping, you have a developer in Bangladesh working and we're not he's not having to grind anymore right because a lot of times the north american companies pay them like 200 dollars a month and they grind for it because that's still pretty crappy wage even for them um so he's not having to grind anymore he's getting paid like 70k um and he's happy we're happy we're getting good quality work and then it's also builds the brand of the company where he tells his friends and so we have this like incoming talent pool of very talented people uh, from Nigeria, Bangladesh, and even India, we just hired coming in. So that's what COVID enabled me to do, um, where it's just look outside of North America, look si outside of Europe, and just tap into a whole new talent pool that we haven't been able to before. It makes a lot of sense because why waste, um, why limit rather yeah. yourself to just the people, like as you said, Faisal? It, it just in your general uh, vicinity, right? If, if you're just reaching out 20 miles in, in a diameter and that's who you're going to hire, you miss out on so much talent all exactly. around the world. It's, it's just ridiculous. And also, if you're going to key up, up with, with, with a giant office on you know the, the fourth floor of some really fancy, nice building, 
that great good for you but i mean aren't you wasting a lot of money on on that brick and mortar on those yep. bills to keep that building running clean etc cetera, etc cetera, when you could be more focused on hiring talent for sure we were we were spending uh about eighteen thousand dollars a month in office space right all, all for what we were there and we were on slack anyways right and we were doing the same thing we're doing at home and so the, the one point I want to add about the remote work revolution, I guess, is which as much as I dislike Elon Musk, but something interesting that Elon Musk and stuff have done through Starlink is bringing access to the rest of the world, this high-speed internet access. If that promise can be lived, you know, in six, say five years from now, uh, then you'll have a whole different way of working where you can hire someone from like, the most right now, the big restriction I have when I'm hiring in parts of Africa, actually, you know, the, the person's extremely talented, but the internet is very poor. So if we can't even have a basic video chat, then it gets really hard to collaboratively work. And so when you have internet like Starlink uh, being distributed across the world, I think you'll end up more and more companies will hire people from these regions uh, and be able to just, you know, well, it'll be a company actually. Right now, a lot of North American developers compete with North America. Toronto competes with Toronto developers to get a job. But now we'll be competing globally because you'll have kids who are extremely talented, like 100 times smarter than I am, uh, because they're learning in like the wildest conditions. So they just have grit. And I think it'll be very interesting for the job market, I hope, in like five, 10 years. I do. I do sympathize though with all the people that are the exact opposite of. I feel like most of the people, Nicole, that like need that that person to talk to and extroverts. Yeah, this this hardcore extroverts. I mean, I feel like they could probably get it in like Zoom calls, but um, I feel like it's just like sipping through a straw when it's a Zoom call. <laughs> well, it's 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 not the same thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not the same thing for them because when an, an extrovert, they need to recharge in a group of people, not on yeah. a call like we're having. This doesn't do it for them. Um, I, I'm an introvert. That doesn't mean I'm shy. It means I recharge by myself. I need, I love people and I love to be around people, but after a little bit of time, please go away so I can go home and lock myself in a room and watch you know, a few episodes of Loki. And I, after that, I will feel so much better. I mean, also when you're in a, in a real like an in-person meeting, you're not just looking at everybody directly in their face and looking at your own face. Like I'm looking at my face on a huge screen right now. Like that never happens. One thing I would say, the downsides of remote work, I think will be for the junior engineers uh, who are just joining the field. I am very biased because I'm senior. I've been in the industry in a physical aspect, but, and I think most of us here are seniors, but when you have a junior developer, I know as a junior developer, I found it very useful just in terms to just even deal with my, I guess, like imposter syndrome to read someone's face if I screw up. Because I've screwed up so many times um, early on in my career. But like having just being able to go and talk to that person physically, you get to read the person's emotions and feel better that, you know, you're not going to get fired tomorrow because you messed up this PR. So I think the juniors are going to have it the worst. And I don't know what the solution is if companies go remote. I think I have a little yeah. bit of an idea here, right? Like what it really does is it puts work and the impetus on your senior, your principal, your higher level people to actually become active advocates for their junior developers. And it means putting time on your calendar, you know, two, three times a week to spend time working through stuff and taking the time to actually do like work on a PR together, do, do those kind of learning sessions, have structure to what they're learning and how they're actually, um, and, and essentially you as somebody who's higher up is kind of a professor in a way, right? Whereas before we had this be a very informal relationship, we're adding some additional layers of formality and then we're starting to connect people. So I think there is a way to solve for this. I think you just have to uh, be willing to be more social and be more guiding and be more willing to be a true teacher. 
um, to I, those younger people. I, I do think, though, like uh, I, I know, I know a few a few friends of mine have had issues because that's where, as we all get older, uh, we're not like there's no outlet to gain those personal relationships, those friendships, so to speak, uh, other than work. So if you're not going into work, you know, like, hey, let's go out to lunch somewhere. You're can't because you're in Kentucky or or New York or wherever. So, I mean, there's sure. I mean, that's definitely I feel like a big issue for a lot of people, too. I don't know the solution for that beyond like, you know, streaming Zoom cocktail hour or something. <laughs> but even that seems <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Well, I, I had a friend today just tweet about how they were hallucinating because they were felt so isolated. They were walking by a fire hydrant and they heard it hiss or something like that. That, that was like, me. <laughs> that was me this morning. Oh, was that you? Oh, yeah, sorry. Thanks, thanks, right. Oh, so I, I didn't I mean, realize I didn't tweet it out. So. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> it is bubble. two of them did it. It was like a weird. It sounded like water was running out. But I looked, there was nothing, and it was like this, like. Almost like and again, Brian is making my case. You know, you, <laughs> you go a little bit crazy if you're not seeing people sometimes. Even Brian, exactly. <laughs> you know, there, there was another statistic I wanted to uh, uh, ask you guys about, which uh, I, I, I read on a few different things. It says, um, according to um, well, a, a lot of recent studies that were based on the past several several months, that one in four women are considering downsizing their career. And leaving the workforce due due to COVID because they a lot of times um, it seems that women been thrusted into the role of the primary caregiver um, or, or sometimes they, they were the only one to take care of the kid while uh, you know their their partner was working. Uh, what do we what do we think of that? Is is that something that's uh, going to hold uh, hold us back in in progress? I think you've already seen that there was an impact in progress to some of that. Right. Like yeah. that was that was mm -hmm. already something that, that was brought up. And I'll be perfectly honest, we were unable uh, with my kid, you know, being his age. Uh, I went back to work in the end of March and it was right when everything was like super locked down and we had no child care. And so I came back from maternity leave with no child care and trying to reacclimate back into work and so you know uh it became and while i was still doing breastfeeding and all that other stuff so it was it was extra hard my husband and i uh passed off who had mornings who had afternoons based off of our meeting schedule we synced our calendars you know um and because of just the nature of food and things like that like i i made it my thing. Like I make lunch every day. I pretty much always do that now, um, for everybody. But then he also takes, uh, takes care of the kiddo while I'm making dinner and you know, all that kind of thing. So, um, I think that not everyone has, uh, maybe as supportive as of a partner because social norms, uh, in the past have been, less gracious uh to women and there are a lot of undue extra i guess extra responsibilities that even women can put on other women like if something's messy in the house uh and whatever it is it it always gets like the immediate look to me never to him and that's from other people uh and that's unreasonable if we start to really think about the fact that like childcare is uh you had two people to make a kid so <laughs> it seems like two people should share the responsibility I, a little bit right <laughs> i do also want to point out it's not i think a big uh, hit on that uh i just looked it up because i remember that the statistic a little bit existing but in october last year eight hundred sixty-five thousand women were laid off in the workforce compared to 216,000. So it's also wow. women who are being, you know, disproportionately impacted by, you know, layoffs, which, uh, yeah. I, other than being angry and sad, I, yeah. What about, um, also the impact of, I mean, coming out of the, the, the childcare situation, but the balance, 
between work and life because for me it happened I've always worked remotely but with the coronavirus and being in lockdown it became like home was work was homework and then <laughs> I'd probably spend 14 hours in front of a computer and it, it, it wasn't healthy and then heard of cases of of companies that were time tracking in unreasonable ways and we're having a conversation backstage with um Baskar saying that flexible schedules are a thing and I've always believed that at the end of the day the end result is what really matters versus you saying you have to put this many structure hours into work because some days and I have no shame on saying this some days you get two percent of me because I might be exhausted because maybe I need to take more walks um, and some other days I'm at a hundred percent and it's grand and everything flows and I think this is a new um, chance to to rethink how do we measure success and how do we think of our metrics talking about development is it yeah the end result what are we measuring as effectiveness because because i i can see how this can be toxic if if i mean if it's not already toxic um i think it's 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 a conversation that we should all have right now it it's totally toxic if you're measuring by how many hours you're putting in. I agree with you. Uh, it should be by the, you should just be accountable to your delivery. If you're agreeing on your Jira or Asana that you're gonna get this done by Friday, then it doesn't matter if it if you work at 6 p.m. and the whole day you're sleeping or you just needed a day off, as long as you can get stuff done on time and be able to communicate that with the stakeholders, your manager or PM, I think that's how it should be done. Um, in especially in a very remote, decentralized environment. I think it's unfair, as always, to ever measure, you know, okay, he coded like six hours, great. You know, someone coding six hours is a better developer than someone coding three hours. I think that's nonsense. I, I've, I've often yeah. seen people say things like, don't confuse effort with results. But on on the other side of the spectrum, right, where where they talk about, you know, you're, you're doing this and don't confuse your your efforts for the results you do. But how about the other way around with the company? Don't confuse um, maybe if I need to take a day off as, you know, not putting in maybe the effort, but just look at my results that that, yeah. that I have at the end of the project, as you said. Ultimately, engineering is knowledge base. And so for knowledge base, you can't be charging by time. It's, you have to charge by value, right? Um, because it's the value you're bringing. I might know something. I mean, consulting, I've learned this actually in the past year where, you know, someone asked me a question and I can't, if I can answer that question in like 10 minutes, but doesn't mean that I should get paid $10 for it. Uh, I should be paid the entire project fee because I have experience in knowing that that's the value that I bring. It's not how long I spend on the project, it's how much value I give you. And so knowledge workers should always charge by value and not time. There's actually a story on that where it's like, G had like a factory, like G, like the, the global company that builds refrigerators, turbines, et cetera. And they had like an issue where it's like, oh, we have a, a systematic failure with one of our mechanical systems and they only had one person that knew how to fix it and that guy was one of the consultants and he just gets called in and literally spends five minutes draws like one pencil mark on the on the device and then walks out and then sends the bill and the bill is for 10 grand and then the, the company is like why are we why are we getting billed 10 grand for this i mean you literally just came in here for five minutes and just drew a pencil mark on the on the on the device, and then it's like we need to you know itemize line item for everything that you just did, and he just built uh, like a pencil for one dollar, and then nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the experience and years that it took for him to understand that. So um, again, it's like value based propositions. Like if you're able to get something done quicker. You shouldn't be penalized for it. 
Um, I've worked at companies where it's like everything was hourly and like I felt like I was punished for being very efficient. It's like, oh look, I did this in three hours when normally people take eight hours. I should get billed less for that. So <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, you finish in three hours and then here's you know five more hours of work just because you finished early. You don't get to go home early. You get to get, you know here's more work piled on to you. <laughs> That's it. So the other thing I think we should address is uh, the with uh, you know all the remote work and flexible work schedules. Do you guys feel like you know the 40-hour work week is pretty much uh, a product of the past era? Like you know people are going to be kind of you know during the daytime I'm going to be going to the dentist and you know doing other things and then I may catch up at night. So how do, how, do, do other people do that or is that just me being crazy? Oh, I do that too. Sometimes, like, if, if there's like, because like the nice part of work remote is you don't have to work like a nine to five schedule. Like, we have four hours at work since we're a remote first company, and everyone works in the US and West Coast, all in the states. And, you know, as long as you're getting your meetings and like actually doing your work and getting stuff done and making sure things are operationally efficient, as well as like getting your own tasks done, it doesn't really matter, you know. In the grand scheme of things like if you get it done at 8 p.m or if you get it done at 8 a.m for instance um as long as it's done and i think that's all it really matters and also another bonus of work remote is um if you're not like vital or like one of the main presenters at the meeting you can just get other stuff done at the same time like i'll just get my actual work done during the meeting or do house chores or and still listen to like and do everything else that's necessary in the meeting though to facilitate what we're actually working on so it's another side bonus. I hate multitasking. Like if I don't need to be at the meeting, I would rather just leave if I have to work on something else while paying attention to the meeting. Like I'm not going to do either well. And I think it becomes a problem when that's an expectation. Because I do think there are places that expect you to work when you're not actively participating in the meeting. And I think that that's really unhealthy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah definitely. That is if you are not actively participating in the meeting, uh, the chances are you should not be in that meeting, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Can it just well, be neat? Well, so like, you know, when you're sending like an email blast to a group of people and, and you have like a two field, right? And then you have like a CC field and a PCC. Well, meetings are kind of the same way where it's like there's a two field, right? And these are like the main participants in the meeting. But you also have audience members, the CCs and BCCs. Um, they don't really contribute as much to the meeting, but they still need to be there to understand the grand scheme of things. And sometimes just be available in case um, there's a question that comes up, they need a product expert related to that specific topic. Um, you can think of it's like being on call at the meeting, but you're not actually needed most of the time. Yeah, I think we should definitely try to have more meetings where it's considered normal to like come in when you're needed and then leave when you're not instead of having to sit through the whole meeting if like you just need to present like 10 minutes out of two hours. Yeah, and back to back meetings. I am so tired of back to back meetings. More of those. <laughs> oh my gosh, like 15, if you see there's a meeting, you don't have to schedule the next meeting directly after the previous one. You can have a gap, it's okay. No, no bathroom for you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> or food. I actually prefer having all my meetings like all in one day and then like after that like no meetings for like several days in a row. That's just me personally though. Or just like having minimal meetings after that. Like I think yesterday I had like seven hours of meetings. Um I like most times actually I don't code that much since I'm more I'm doing more lead developments and just like delegating tasks to different developers. Um so it's actually been a while since I've actually written any code. I really am admiring your cat in the background, by the way. I was just <laughs> going to say, yeah. who else wants that cat to jump He's on your head? Right there. Oh, that was a, oh, since I last came on the call. Um, yeah, I adopted a cat six months ago. His name is Monty. He's super adorable. Oh, it's a cute cat. Let's talk to him. What do you think? Meow, meow, meow. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got the he's got the he's got the floor, but he doesn't want to say anything now. That's cats, I tell you. Yep. Because uh, coming to meetings, uh, 
since it's we are all remote and you, everyone uh, gets all this zoom fatigue and all those stuff so one good thing our company does is like we do uh, no meeting uh, days so one day a week is a no meeting day uh, across the company and uh, we are also fine in, in understanding that it's not needed for everyone to switch on their camera and uh, uh, keep their uh, mic on right every time so if they are needed they will be we generally have all our meetings no camera so that way uh, people we are just in listen mode uh, so i don't want to uh, concentrate that people need to concentrate like what i am doing or how i am there right and being remote uh, people regularly i think uh, most of them will try to uh, check uh, whether a person is online or offline and you should not when in remote as engineering managers uh, we should not give that much concentration on those like at what point of time you are looking green on your messenger or when you went away it's not that so good that i don't have any of those and lucky to have <laughs> good managers uh, but i think uh, most are there are companies where they will be uh, focusing on those like when a person is on green or when he is away right luckily teams if you have teams on mobile uh, i think uh, some few days back or uh, before some time it used to show online every time right even though if you are at your desk or if it is in your mobile so that's where i think uh, people used to tweet like okay teams i am on my mobile i am away from my office why why are you showing it as green right so i, I i've been in meetings yeah, too not- where uh, p- people give you like guff for not having your camera on uh where where it's like hey everybody has their camera on come on turn your camera on why why do you need to see me uh is it imperative for this conversation i could share my screen if we need to do that but i i don't i don't need to turn my camera on for us to have a have a have a meeting i just and also like a, and also what about like a kids noise in the background right nowadays like kids is also part of the work life uh example for my company everyone know like my kid and my kid know like who are all my coworkers right so she just will come to the call and just wave uh, the hand to them so it's like more uh, family and also like they they just like uh, uh, allow the kid to be play in the background right we shouldn't like stop the liveliness around our home since we are working from home it's not like office it's still our home right so we should allow those kind of things in like a meeting right and embrace are- it What I want to yeah. know, yeah, life's textures definitely. What I want to know is life how textures. do people like get changed to the bat and it, while still on a Zoom call or like do all sorts of things that they should not be doing as Zoom. Like it's it's really obvious that you're still on the call. Like I'm like super I'm like okay, is the camera off? Okay, let's just turn the camera up to or put something over it like like How do people not like think about this? It's so funny. It's human nature, I think. Oh yeah, I know. It just surprises me that I think they're just not used to that. Yeah. If you're yeah. in meetings for eight hours a day, you become so used to the meeting that you forget <laughs> in the meeting. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> When you create several like steps and prevent like any mishaps from happening, like you have a a camera shutter. you turn off your camera, you mute it, you disable your mic, etc. That way you don't accidentally leave your camera on in some embarrassing moment or leave your mic on in some embarrassing moment, which uh I think I actually turned on my mic one time when I was shopping at the grocery store, but <laughs> I love it. Cool. Behind us, that was so cute. <laughs> Oh, he really likes that bus. I mean, he's all about that bus. <laughs> But so, I mean, the more meetings you're in, the better you get at it. And honestly, like the higher up you go, the more meetings you're going to have. Half my day, pretty much every day is meetings, if not more so. So, uh and working with people, like if if you count that, like just anytime you're going to be on a camera, um invest in a quality microphone 
uh, get a boom stand, put a decent camera up there. Um, you get a little bit of shaky noise in the background with me right now because of the lighting, but eh. Stacy, uh, do you have do you have nine microphones? I do not have nine <laughs> microphones. Nine headphones. Nine headphones. Nine keyboards. Actually, one. Oh, I um, I think I may have forgot one. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, ten keyboards. Ten keyboards. Ten keyboards. Because I forgot about my uh, my Iris uh, Alps Quiet Click build. Are they all emoji keyboards? Are they all what? Emoji keyboards. No, they're not emoji keyboards. <laughs> That's a great comment. Although, I mean, would you? I mean, how RGB do you need your keyboard to be? This is one of my like ridiculous ones. Um, not the craziest thing you've seen in your life, other than it's just it. very. I, this is not even full. If oh, I put this on full brightness, it. you that would is beautiful. die. It would blind you. This uh, is like half brightness. I'll oh, put it all the way up. I'm gonna be blinded. Yeah, um, audio listeners. It's a uh, what? What's the brand too? Uh, there's no the, brand. Uh, yeah, this is oh, these custom are custom made. builds. Yeah. From, well, you can you can highlight where you got the got the stuff, so people who see it, yeah. Um, does it pure brand custom built keyboard <laughs> with blinding lights <laughs> and, and everything else? The, right? Is the white GitHub theme on VS Code or or the <laughs> hot dog theme? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I'm like rolling through the. Uh, the uh, RGB things at the moment. I, shoot, I have to look at my. She like, got distracted by thing. her keyword. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, I so, did. That is beautiful. Pretty. Yeah, so I even uh, everything is nice. like here. Brian, were you holding one up too? You can't find it when you're coding oh, in the dark yeah. or to keep you away. Let's, let's see it. Yeah, mine's just a key. key mine's not nowhere as fancy. It's a key, the Keytron. Uh, uh, like K, K2. K2, yeah, yeah. I have the, I have uh, you, and, you and every Hang other, on, yeah. like, right? Like, hey, this, this is one I of my backed heavy boys. <laughs> I backed it. So. Nice. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like my key crone. I'm showing it too. Uh, oh, hold on. Let, let me get you. Which one do you Put have? A little closer. Six. And I have yeah. a, a custom made part. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, for, for the escape key. It's playing. Oh, white. nice! I like it. Oh, I love it. That love reminds it. me, Di. I gotta send you a women who code keycap. Yes, I tried printing my own keycaps, and I am a mess with resin printers. It's so messy that I haven't done it in like six months. Yeah, so you can see, like, mine's over there. Uh, I've got resin stuff, and I. Uh, you can actually look up. I have like nerd keycaps I've made on Thingiverse and done a bunch of. Like open source profiles for everything, because she's guilty. This woman is guilty of uh, me getting into three D printing and then getting into keyboards. And <laughs> I haven't, I haven't bitten the bait for the headphones. Yeah, you should. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else got some stuff for show and tell? <laughs> you just, you just know how to make trends, Stacy. Your trendsetter for nerdy things. The first I thing I'm going to do as soon as I can travel is go and check her keyboards. Oh, I'm, go I'm going to check her keyboards with all her headphones and with oh, all like... her game consoles and the pinball machines. Because, because yeah, I, I, I see Stacy's house as like the holy grail, the place where I want to go and play with everything. I'm even going to play <laughs> with your dishwasher. With everything, <laughs> Stacy, show us your hover chair. Stacy just showed uh, to a split keyboard that she had that for our audio listeners is uh, teal and white. It like it's a, a uh, it's an Iris uh, keyboard with a rotary encoder um, built with Alps switches, not Cherry compatible at all. So they have like their own keycaps, and I also designed and printed the keycaps for the top row and you can find that completely open source uh stuff on thingiverse so um anybody else who needs because there's like a couple people who have some other ones that they've posted but they've put all kinds of like rules on it and other things like that and i'm just like um if you need it here you go and here's a bunch of parts including how to make like space bars and all kinds of other things so um you know 
uh, it's not like I get paid to code and like I have a kid and I cook or any of that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yep. But I have stupid, I have stupid, stupid collections of things. Like, why do I have, why do I have so many fountain pens? Why do I have so many fountain pens? I don't understand me. Why do I, why do I have this? Well, what if you need to <laughs> write and one doesn't have ink? Does anyone else, when the, some, one of them doesn't have ink, put put it back into it and grab another one? Because no, I do you're that. A crazy person. <laughs> I do definitely that. do that. Are you one of the yeah. people too that cooks and doesn't clean as you're cooking? Oh, um, yeah, I tend to not. Yeah, I just do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I do it afterwards. Yeah, I, like I still to, do it. I, no, no. You got to, as you're cooking, you got to clean as you're doing it so you don't have a giant mess. Oh, but I like the giant mess. It's a, like something to look forward to after eating. Well, if you are a giant mess, thus, I get it. Stop judging me. This I'm not pain. judging you. I love you, and I love the giant mess that you are, and I embrace that. Hugs Frederick. and kisses just explained the difference between seniors and leads and leads and principals. It's all about how you clean as you cook. Uh, you do a little something, you clean it off, you move through it. Once you're ready to push that thing up, you know, and present that food, the, the entire, you know, kitchen is clean. Everything's ready to go. That sir, that's, that's the difference between a, a you know, senior engineer and a leader. principal. What yeah, was that? Proud. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and the toys, yeah. Stacy made me feel more Thanks. judged. <laughs> I am judging you. Welcome to the internet. We're we're, we're getting yeah. close to the yeah. end of the show. Yeah. So, uh, does anybody want to talk about what they got going on? Any other uh, subjects or uh, projects they got? Jeez. I apologize, but I have to. This is so exciting. So Please. I just released a mobile application that can save lives. It basically it's it's for um, diabetic patients. It's called Scout X Dash Mobile on GitHub. Um, you know, I have a sensor, and this goes to a mobile dashboard called Night Scout. And for diabetic patients, they can basically connect their nice their Night Scout dashboards to this application, and with a little bit of help, they can actually forward location and blood sugar levels in case of emergency to their emergency contacts. In this case, if anything happens, I get a phone call because it wakes me up. That works for me. I can, people can disable it, and then if if levels are off whack, like really bad, my mom will get a call informing her of my blood sugar levels, but she will also get like a link to maps and can follow me in real time. And this, I know as it, this has saved my life and my ideas, you know, to make it available for everybody and see how many lives we can save with this. So I'm really excited really cool. to send this. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Anybody else want to go next? I have an article coming out tomorrow on, Sm on smashingmagazine.com. Nice. What is yes. it about? It is What's about the brevity? importance. It is the, about the importance of accessibility. Right up your alley. Very nice toss. Could you read I think it that's all your mic out still loud crazy. right now, Todd? Go. What's that? Can you read it all out loud right now? Uh, I just did. Oh, well, that's quick. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Slow Super down, fast. audio so much, Yeah, yeah, and you can hear it. Who's next? So, I'm just working behind the scenes. Uh, I know that we are not. We are slowly moving towards in-person events, and uh, we are trying to meet next month, uh, July, August, uh, for our conference. So that's uh, the stuff which I'm working out uh, currently after regular doing my regular work at C JavaScript and Friends Conference. And I'm hoping that uh, things would go smooth. So we need to see. Thank you, Bhaskar. So last month, actually, yeah, last month, the uh, beginning of June, I spoke at in person at a conference. So that was really cool. Um, it's a really weird experience, you know, uh, the conference in person event, you know, people are wearing masks and it's like rooms are like practically empty you know it's like 
have people in person, have people virtual, have the audiences virtual. So, yeah, interesting experience. Um, I think that's what we'll probably end up having for the next uh, six to 12 months before we know. Yeah, we do need holograms. That's true. That'd be awesome. Like a two-pack hologram would be, yeah, something like that would be awesome. But Oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, looking forward to more in-person conferences, uh, as long as, you know, they're well-organized well and, you know, they keep things clean and stuff. Uh, I've got a talk I'm giving on July uh, 15th to Women Who Code Mobile. Uh, you can actually look up uh, the information directly on their Twitter. Uh, and it's all about career development. Uh, I, I kind of call the talk, uh, get happy, get known, get paid uh, in that order. And it's really about kind of the real steps that you need to take as an individual to kind of get to your end game, whatever that means to you. We, we got a little chat. Chat. <laughs> uh, my cat, Monty, adopted him six months ago. Meow, meow, meow. I'm doing Super stuff adorable. in the litter box and meow, meow, meow. <laughs> it's actually the first cat I saw at the first shelter I went to. I didn't know what I wanted in the cat, actually. Um, when I first went over there, and I, this is when I was between jobs. I got laid off from my previous job. And I was like, well, I got a lot of free time. I'll actually go cat searching now, cat soul searching for a bit. And... I went to like five or six different shelters and I kind of got a feel for different cats. And I'm like, oh God, I have to start a new job like next week. So I um, ended up postponing that and I found out that my entire team had cats. <laughs> this was kind of like <laughs> telling me that I should probably get a cat. And uh, Monty was the first cat I saw at the shelter. And I was like, if he's still there, this is the cat I want to adopt. And sure enough, he was still there three weeks later. So I adopted him. and been happy ever since yeah he meows a lot though um like anytime he wants to complain about something or if he's like wanting attention he just meows at me like sometimes like it's like even when i'm in a zoom call like a lot of times he'll just meow like a lot but i'm kind of surprised he hasn't done that this time <laughs> but yeah uh other things that are new i actually just did my first dance performance I'm on a dance performance team, and I learned how to do like Latin style dancing uh, a couple of months back. Are you gonna dance? I saw you doing it on stream. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. I saw you doing this on, on Facebook, and you're really good. All right, Vince, <laughs> what's your friend? Jump up. Let's see. Oh, come, don't give us that. This is the time. Stand up and dance. A video of me. No, 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 no. Stand up oh, and dance. Okay. Grab the cat, stand oh. up, dance, go. Shut <laughs> okay. up, Brian. Dance. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants though, because you know that's it's all okay. Dance. <laughs> that, that's too much. That's too much. Although I did learn how oh. to play. I did learn how to play guitar though, and sing at the same. I mean, you're you're just digging a hole for yourself. <laughs> now he's going to ask you to play a guitar. Yeah, it's all over there. Go get it. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Peer pressure. Do it. Fine. Okay. I'm actually wearing pants, by the way. Oh, he he lied. Oh, for all yeah. He did uh, lie. See, really, if he weren't like that, I could have got. The heart just... and polka dot uh, boxers. Vincent's pants might be brighter than Stacy's keyboard. That's true. Yeah, my uh, my pants are neon. Sorry, you know, because um. Vincent. 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 Oh wait, Vincent. I, need, I, need, I need to get my. Uh... You need to get nothing. You need to play. Sorry, I know this soundboard is 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 new and I can't I can't help it. All good, yo. Okay. Here we go. Hotel California. Hotel California. Okay. Stairway to heaven. Stairway to heaven. We're all just putting out songs out there. You play what you want, buddy. Okay, I'm gonna do the Beatles. Let it be. And every time I do this in front of an audience, it's always put awkward. <laughs> And this chair is terrible to actually do it on. I'm gonna say you only have to play in front of you, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, I still suck at this. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Everyone sing along. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. Oh, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. Yeah, we do the whole thing. <laughs> You know nice, what? Nice. I can't tell you enough how um, how appropriate th that song is and the serendipity of the situation because uh, words of wisdom and, and and that's what we have provided here, I believe, through the last hour. And we'll let it be at that because we are at the end of the show. Unless anybody else has any <laughs> final words before we sign off. Uh, well, I don't have anything new to pitch, but if you're looking for a podcast about view or front-end development, check out Enjoy the View. That's enjoytheview.io. .io. Thank you. Anybody else? Cool. Oh, I have a podcast, too. It's called Code Chefs. <laughs> it's a restaurant-themed uh, podcast where me and my best buddy talk about pretty much all types of development. Kind of how we got started into front-end development and back-end development, as well as, like, specific topics on, for instance, like how IoT devices work, or if you're more interested in DevOps, we've got like something for everybody. It's more like for people that are kind of in the mindset of trying to learn new things. So um, I'll put that in the, in the show notes somewhere. I, I got a link. Don't worry about it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I listen to your podcast, Vincent. Uh, thanks so much. Cool. Thank I you. I want to say everyone, thanks for uh, joining us. It's uh, always great to talk with y'all. It's, it's a joy. Oh, yeah. And, and before we jumped out, I just wanted to, yeah. if anybody else had a chance or wanted to say anything at, at yeah. the end here. I got a podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. What you got, Todd? <laughs> it's called the Front End Nerdery Podcast. It's also on YouTube and it's also on your uh, your favorite podcast platform device of choice. Nice. Anybody else? Uh, we're going to be having the Atlanta Code Camp this year um, on October 9th. So if anyone's looking to speak or <laughs> sponsor, uh, we'll be having the Atlanta Code Camp. So atlanticodecamp.com. Thank you very much, Jared. Hey, you know what? Speaking of friends and friends that code, Baskar, do you got anything to promote? Uh, we, apart from our conference, uh, which is JavaScript and Friends, uh, so that's what uh, we do. And uh, we do monthly uh, meetups and uh, annual conference. Nice. Anyone else? Anyone else? Eat, eat more lobster. Eat more lobster. I think that is the lobster. perfect words to exit this show with. Remember, everybody, eat more lobster. Watch the Thunder Nerds. I want to thank every one of you for joining us. Um, it, it's been a pleasure and uh, I, I hope you all join us again next year when we do this. My deepest of thanks. Thank you so much. Brian, you have anything? Nope. Thunder Nerds, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Thanks everybody. Take care. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us review. Keep a few stars our way. I enjoy the best podcast for technology out there, and that is Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds. Thunder Nerds.
That's our new intro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if we use that. I'll have to think about it after the show. Oh, I love penguins. I love Frederick. Oh, I love penguins. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?